This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Uh, entrepreneur who has been rocking businesses since she was 22 years old, Whitney Eckes, and I love how you said it. I was like, so tell me how to say your last name. And she's like, <laughs> tell us what you, tell me what you said. It's like a wet kiss. Like Eckes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Eckes. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's so, so much I want to talk to you about because being an entrepreneur it is really kind of, it's really difficult because it's coming, it's having an idea that you birthed out of your brain and then actually putting all the pieces together to make it happen and then become successful, which you have done. And you started being an, a serial entrepreneur when you were 22 years old. Like, how did you know how to do this? How did you know how to connect the dots? How did you know how to make like business plans, make, make it all happen, have clients? Like, cause you started off in brand marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I started off, I mean, gosh, right out of college, I, I was really eager to get like some big, beautiful career going. And, um, I got lined up with Red Bull. And so Red Bull really gave me like my wings quote unquote to like, just like do the craziest marketing shit and like go for it. Um, but so what, I, do, you, what do you do at Red Bull? Cause like Red Bull is crazy with marketing. And yeah. So I was part of their brand mat, like manager program in college. So this was like, I wasn't like part, I wasn't the wings team. I wasn't the cute girls that drove around in the cars. I was the one like conducting like basically the events for all the college, um, 
parties or if there was a big event they were doing or a big campaign nationwide they were doing, we would be in charge of bringing all these people or getting people excited about all these campaigns. So like we would be like going to every athlete on campus or every like quote unquote opinion leader. That's what we used to call them back then. But like the cool kids on campus and like being like, Hey, like let's get some Red Bull in your hands. Come party with me. I'm going to introduce you to this athlete. And then at this time, this is when Facebook was already a thing, but Instagram was really starting to become a bigger thing. And it was still like that photography app that no one really knew what to do with. And I'm, and we're like, yeah. And then like, also like, can you post this on Facebook? And they'd be like, yeah, sure. Like, I guess, but like, why would I post it on Facebook? And we're like, just do it. Like, it'd be cool. Like, it's a really cool thing. Just post it. So like, we like started like this, like quote unquote grassroots influencer approach with Red Bull back before, like anyone really knew what to do with. Yeah. And so that's honestly where I got a lot of like my social media experience because I rode this wave from like the very beginning of like Facebook and Instagram to like understanding like, okay, wait, this is how a community works. And this is like what people like to see. And like, I can actually leverage brands by getting in front of all these audiences by working with these people that have communities or have eyes on them. So that's kind of what I did with Red Bull. So you kind of were in the early influencer game, like finding influencers and then getting brand, the brand into their hands and having them post about it. From a brand perspective, yeah. Um, I mean, the influencer landscape has like so incredible. Like I still think like, for example, like I, I still think like the OG, like mommy bloggers, like the, or like the cooking blogs or like the travel blogs, like people that like used to literally just write and put it out into like the ether of the internet and like they caught traction. Like those are like the OGs. Like those are, I swear, are the people that have like this incredible story of watching how all of this has transcended. Mine was more so like, I would look at a brand and be like, this seems really cool. And this person seems like really, really awesome and like a great fit. Let's put them together and see what happens. And I want them to post about it. Like that's kind of how that all worked. (laughs) So did you just fall in love with all of that? Was it like a creative outlet for you? Yeah, I, um, it was like super busy. I actually had to quit because it came down to me honestly stepping into a larger role with Red Bull or, and like, and sacrificing school or finishing school and giving up Red Bull. And so I chose to finish school. Um, and from that, I actually, yeah, I'm glad because like, I mean, it is what it is. It led me to where I'm at today. Um, you know, you always kind of like wonder like what would have happened if I like just quit school. I was never a good student, but it was like my dad's dream. Yeah. It was like my dad's dream to like finish college. So I was like, I'm going to do this. Like we, I got to finish. Um, and honestly, it actually led me to, I don't know if you've heard of the brand aviator nation, but they're like huge down here on the West coast and Paige Mikowski is an incredible, incredible entrepreneur. And so I started working at all their stores in like Santa Monica and Malibu uh, when I was going to school in Orange County. And then I kind of was also like getting my feet wet with like doing a little bit of event coordination with them. So I have like, I'm like at this point where I'm like, as I exit college, I'm looking for a career. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had just worked at Red Bull. I just worked at Aviator Nation. Somehow was like, I have no job. I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I become a rooftop hostess at a cocktail bar. And I'm like, this sucks. Like I have this <laughs> bright and shiny, you know, degree. Like I feel like I have like this badass experience. Like, 
And I'm like, basically I was like, all right, well, like whatever, we'll make the most of it. And like, I'll figure it out. Like as it comes along. And I remember I was just bugging and bugging and bugging the bartenders. There are these craft bartenders, craft cocktail bartenders. And in San Diego, it wasn't like a huge thing as it is like now. And they were just making these like gorgeous drinks and they're using like all these different types of alcohol and like really interesting, like garnishes and essences and things like that. And I'm like, why aren't we posting photos of these? Like get these on Instagram. Like let's do this. So I'm like bugging the manager. I'm like bugging everyone. Long story short, I bug everyone so much that the hospitality group that oversaw the bar was like, do you want a job? Like let's interview you and sit down for a sales and marketing coordinator position. I was like, great. That happened. I became the basically the workhorse for 15 properties, hotels, bars, restaurants. And yeah, so were I you was doing all the Instagram and everything. Yeah, I was like telling Hilton and Marriott they should go on Instagram. They're like, You're fucking crazy. They're like, We are like this corporate giant. Like, what is Instagram? And I'm like, No, people like look at Instagram, like they want to see your hotels. And they're like, Yeah, like we know we should be on social, but like we don't really know like what we should be doing. And so that was really, that became my whole job on top of doing a a side of like their digital marketing and like email marketing and stuff like that. But I was, you know, running off and hosting photo shoots. I was, you know, creating, I think I had like 15 content calendars that I was doing. Like I was doing all of this. Like making hotels, all these. Yeah. Yeah. So like big corporations, they were all like, you know, some of them were like the big, beautiful autograph resorts. Like there was like this beautiful one in Hawaii. Um, Were you flying to Hawaii to go take the pictures and stuff? I was supposed to go right before I quit. I didn't, I didn't seal the deal quick enough, but um, I actually helped. I did virtually help do the opening of their, of their restaurant, which is super cool. And and all of their, uh, I don't know if they still have it, but all of like their menu graphic design was like all done by me. I didn't even know what I was doing graphic design wise. I had to figure out how to make a menu. And I'm like, I guess this looks good. (laughs) Isn't that so interesting? Because like you think all these big corporate giants, like of course just are know everything and are ahead of the curve Mm -hmm. with everything, but they obviously are great at so much, but there are big gaping holes that they have to learn too. And I love that you Mm -hmm. just being persistent and like, just like kind of like driving people crazy about like getting on Instagram led you to this job that just goes to yeah. show you should always be persistent. Like you should just oh, always hell yeah. push, you know? Oh, and always ask, like always ask for it. Even if it's a no, like there's no harm in asking. So yeah, all of that led me to the point where I was like kind of getting to this, this, certain part of my career, I was just like, you know what? Like not really happy. I'm working on all these like major corporations, but like, I'm, I was really, really restricted in like what I could do. You know, you're working with, again, like these corporate giants, there's protocols, there's hoops that you have to jump through. There's approvals. So like I, I went from Red Bull, which was like, we have an endless budget, do whatever you want. Even if like you get in trouble, like, even if you push the boundary, like do it because like make a splash, like that's what we're about to like Hilton and Marriott that are like, okay, we don't make splashes. Like we do everything traditional by the book, making sure that it is like a world-class brand. So I'm in this like point where I'm like, I think I could do this. Like, I think I can go get my own clients. And I'm like, my dad's also an entrepreneur. And I'm like, Hey, like you got a business. Like if I leave, like, can I like run your business? Like, can I like help out and run your social media of your business? It's like, yeah. And so I basically left. 
Um, I took five properties with me, not necessarily to poach them. They, the hospitality actually knew I was leaving. They're like, Hey, can you actually continue working on these five properties and we'll help you in the start of your new business? I'm like, that's yes. Beautiful. It was awesome. But all that to say I was 22. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. Um, I think I worked for that hospitality group for maybe like a year and a half, two years. Like it was really, really not a long time. And I dove immediately into my agency and my agency was really just me freelancing and Ekis marketing was the easiest way for me to invoice out. So people knew who I was. Like it wasn't a name that I had like cultivated and like, <laughs> like really all this thought out and no. storyboarded and all this. No. And so like you asked me, like, how did you like do this? Like I was just naive and gun ho and like pulled the trigger and I bootstrapped the whole agency for the last, oh my gosh, we're like looking at like five years this year, but for the last four years. And, um, it has been the biggest lesson, like learned lessons and just journey in my own life. Like it's taken me through pitfalls. It's brought me, you know, such great success. Like I've been able to travel. I've been able to really have so much freedom in and around my own agency. Um, but starting so young, like I was learning as I was going and I was making like, you know, big mistakes. I was making big wins. Like it was all over the place. It wasn't like I had this like natural talent or ability or like genius. Like I just fucking went for it. And I don't think I would have gone for it now because I'm a little bit more mature and like, I don't have the naivety that to just go for it. Like I did, but I'm happy I did because I'm here. That is so true. Like there is such a beauty in being like young and naive and just like having all these big dreams and just thinking like, okay, why not just jump in? Cause there's also that pressure when you're young super young that you feel like you have to just like get after it because it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm done with college. Like what am I supposed to do with my life? I feel like I remember when I graduated from college, I had this just like overwhelming sense of like, not, I wasn't like depressed, but there was like a wave of fear of like, Oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. I have to like make a life. Like I have to do this, you know, you have to create your, your, your job, your career, you have to get into it. And so I think you do have that pressure to jump in. So how did you get clients? And then what would you do with them? How would you know how to get them brand deals? And then how, how do you even know how to, what, what, what happens next? Yeah. I, I mean, like, I want you just to imagine like how you would even enter into this. I was like, again, I really had no idea what I was doing. I was just knocking on doors. Like I was like telling everyone that I can do their social. Um, the did you first have a couple- certain type of client you were looking for? Or are you open to anybody? No, I was open to anyone, which was, it, I wouldn't say that's a mistake, but I caught on very quickly what I was good at and what brands made sense. Okay, I, um, I care about that too. Yeah. So, I mean, like I, like my first couple of clients was like a med spa, um, a, you know, restaurant hotels and, uh, an, oh, uh, excuse me, an escrow company. And then I'm trying to think of like another one. Oh, like a fitness, like pre-workout company. And, and your they all would be to get them content and brand deals. More so a lot of it was more so like organic social media management and content. I didn't really move into the influencer space until a little bit later on. And I'll, I'll kind of tell you how the one thing that kind of put me on the map for San Diego. And it was more or less of like me actually trying to get a really good relationship with these influencers is I hosted an influencer event 
And this was in 2017, 2018. And um, I got the skinny confidential, like before, like she really hit like her million followers and she's from San Diego. So Lauren was on our panel and then we got a couple other really awesome names. Like, um, I don't know if you ever heard of Holy Matcha, but it's kind of like our like end all be all for like Instagrammable places in San Diego. Like you've seen it, honestly, like her stuff gets photographed all over the world. Like she's just this iconic pink velvet and the green leaves and like the marble. And that was her whole space. And so she spoke and then a bunch of other San Diego influencers. And when I did that, it, again, this is on this like cusp of like, you know, everything is starting to get a little bit saturated. Everyone is starting to learn, okay, influencers are a thing. Oh, people have jobs that are influencers. And I kind of got in and the agency kind of hosted it. And because I did that, I was able now to have this Rolodex of San Diego, Southern California based influencers that I knew and that wanted to work with our agency. So because we did that, we now had the ability to go to clients and be like, hey, we know all these people come work with us. And one of the best she's still my client to this day. One of the best clients that I've had since day one is um, Swirl Boutique. They're, uh, they're one of the oldest fashion boutiques out of Southern California, San Diego. And we've been doing events, influencer and brand launches for them since, gosh, I don't know, the last couple of years. And that was one of the things I actually got a lot of my real influencer and real event experiences by working with Lisa, who's the owner. And like, she would dress like the real housewives of Orange County. Like she dressed the girls from the Hills, like any influencer from the bachelor that's Southern California based. And so she would have all these things. She'd be like, Hey, like let's throw an event and like, let's invite all these influencers and like, let's make, like blow it up. And she would do it. And we would crush these numbers. I mean, we would have one event just by hosting a shopping party. I mean, a boutique shopping party. It was nothing crazy. Like we would get like, five to 10 million in views. And so, so, you would, wait, so you would do it online. That's what you're saying. Like you would, the, well, we would invite them in in person. Right. And then they would all post their stories organically. Cause it was such a cute event. And then also too, like, there's like the, you know, there's kind of like this B list celebrity element with like the real housewives or the bachelor people or things like that. It's so all these influencers want to take photos with them. Yes. So all this organic natural brand deals are happening without us having to pay or really negotiate anything. We're kind of just hosting this event for content and for them to actually meet these people and to have fun. So, so it's a win for everyone because these influencers want to, want to come because all these other influencers are going to be there. It's a trendy hot spot. The fashion, the boutique sure. is like super like everyone's wearing her clothes, like she's the it yeah. girl. And so she hosts this event with you, all these people come and then they post. And so then, okay, yeah. so tons of eyeballs are getting on her boutique. Tons of eyeballs are getting on her eyes. That's when I kind of started launching my influencer program. And then, yeah, I mean, from there, we've been just doing the thing. Influencer landscape now is real interesting. It's changing. Like I swear day by day. Okay. So I do want to talk to you about that. Like how yeah. do you think since you are an, an influencer agency, what mm -hmm. is the most successful way to grow your brand as an influencer? Like how are, what, um, is, what are the ways to do it? Because it is such a wild West out there. I feel like, but people like you have maybe figured out more, uh, roads that actually like work. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I can't, I feel like I can't do too much speaking to like 
you know, if you're, if you're working on like your personal brand and you're wanting to make it your main hustle, you know, but I can speak to the fact of like, right now, what we're seeing is like you, you know, finding, finding your topic or finding the content that's resonating or that's really attracting your audience. Is it humor? Is it fashion? Is it, um, you know, cooking recipes, life hacks, things like that. And getting super, super, super clear on it. Meaning so like, say, like that is narrowing it down. Don't be like all over the place. Like figure out why people want to come watch your page. Yeah. Narrow it down and then find the platform that works. I think the greatest thing that happened to us with TikTok is TikTok completely disrupted the Instagram and Facebook kind of jail cell that we were all living in for a little bit. So TikTok came to the table and all of a sudden now you're seeing a whole different type of influencer. You're seeing the humor, you're seeing the real life relatability, you're seeing the cooking hacks, the life hacks, and you're seeing people that are blowing up that aren't curated. They're not fully put together, but they have something to share and everyone's super excited to follow them. So that I think too was a really cool case study for those that are like, well, wait a minute, I'm not a fashion influencer. Like I don't do that well. I don't have super curated content. I can't go shoot and look like make this beautiful feed, but like I'm funny as hell and I'm smart or I could talk about business or like I, you know, know how to do all these fun recipes. Like I thought that was really cool. And that was when I saw a whole new brand of influencer, like come to the table. Um, and now even like one of our biggest things, like we're honestly hiring a, a TikTok strategist right now because we're trying to do that on the same level, but for brands. So like, we're trying to understand how as a brand, is there a way for us to be on TikTok that is authentic and true without being salesy, but that is still able to showcase the brand's personality in a whole new light and a fun light versus just us serving you Facebook and Instagram ads all day long. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Okay, so like for your for when you say for your brand, are you talking about your agency? Or are you talking about for your get super? For like any brand, so like the brands we represent, right? So oh, like oh, yeah, oh. It, for example, like get super, sure. So let's talk about that because on top of you running this agency, you also just decided to launch a product. Yeah, I did. <laughs> How did you decide to launch this product? Because it's like coffee mixed with hemp. It's like a natural. Mm-hmm. Anti helps you with anti it's anti depression. Isn't that like hemp helps like with depression too? And like tell me yeah, so, formula and this concoction because I mean that's another incredible. Why not? Why not just throw it in <laughs> something while you're at it? <laughs> yeah, so it's our it's a hemp infused instant coffee. We use broad spectrum CBD. And it really does have all the natural antioxidants that come with caffeine um, and coffee, but also come with the CBD. So one of the things that CBD is known for, right, is it helps with anxiety, helps with calming, helps with sleep. And it really, I think, helps with your overall well-being, whether it's like chronic pain or again, anxiety or inflammation or anything like that. So get super. This is actually kind of funny because I was persistent on this one too. (laughs) So I had the, the original product was called Get Super, and it was a hemp-infused instant coffee, and there was a, a previous owner, and I was bugging him, and I was like, I want to I want to market this company. I think it's great. I love the taste. I want to, you know, blow this thing up to the moon. I noticed, like, you're not doing anything, and he's like, honestly, he's like, I want to sell the company. And I'm like, okay, um, how much? Like, how much do you want for it? And he basically dropped a number and I, I acquired the company and then I reformulated it. So we actually took the whole coffee and hemp through a whole taste testing process. Um, we reformulated the formulation and ingredients a little bit. And to honestly, I think it tastes way better. I think it has way better of effect and a feel. And then we rebranded everything and came out with a really strong marketing strategy at this time. Um, I had just been diagnosed with severe anxiety disorder and depression, and that was a pretty monumental life-changing part of my life. Um, and did you know Jay, you had, uh, d- did you always know you were struggling with it? You know, like looking back, I feel like I, I feel like I noticed like patterns and behaviors that should have been a like tell all sign that I was working through some, or, you know, I was dealing with something. Um, but no, I mean, I think too, I, I think my problem was that I covered up a lot of what I was feeling with drive or like with the ambition or like the fear of being successful. 
And so a lot of that was really hidden deep, deep the down. The fear and of being successful. What does that mean? Just like, you know, wanting to be a success, wanting to have the life of your dreams, wanting to have everything that you've wanted in life, you know, having a successful career, being financially free, all those things that were kind of on my wish list of what I wanted my life to look like. So when did you know that you needed, like, when did you get checked out? Like, what was the breaking point for you when it's like, okay, this something's happening here? Yeah. Um, I mean, it got really dark. It, so this was all during 2020. So 2020 only, brought, brought a lot of stuff to light with a lot of people. It did. It for sure did. And I think a lot of people actually like mental health became like a huge, huge a lot, much larger discussion, which was great. Um, my breaking point was like very, again, like very dark. Like I was having, you know, to put it out there, I was having suicidal thoughts. I was really having no ambition to live. Like I really was like, this is weird. Like I've been always my whole life. I felt like I've been very content or happy person. And I'm always wanting to do something. I'm always ambitious. I'm always having full of energy. And I'm like, but wait a minute, like, why, why do I like, as I, as I work through all this and I was seeing a therapist and we're going through a lot and I also had hired a business coach. I'm like, I like, just, I can't get there. Like something's going on. I can't get there. I was a stress case. And then basically what it had come down to was like all this self-work and my own self-talk and everything going on inside of me that I thought was driving me was actually just breaking me down and was such an unhealthy way of treating myself and taking care of myself. Um, and so, Were you, just you know, so when much you pressure on yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, 2020 happens and you lose 75% of your business and you're like, I'm a fucking failure. Yeah, you're probably and like, who everything, am I? What is my self-worth? Everything I've been working towards now is- Who am point? I? What am I doing? What is this all for? If it can be taken away in a heartbeat, you yep. know, you all You spent your that. entire existence pouring into it and now it's just gone. So then it's yep. like, what are you? Who are you? Yeah. Thousand percent. One thousand. You nailed it. What? Yeah. Who did you discover that you were? Once you, Ooh, hit, once that's you a hit, good question. <laughs> you hit this breaking point and it took you to a dark place. Mm -hmm. And then what did, how did you start crawling out of that place? Like what, um, what did you start to realize about yourself or what was your process yeah. for this season? Yeah. Um, well, I think first off, I had to really break down. Number one, I had to break down like these mindsets. Like that was something that I was just like, these things I'm telling myself, these things that I thought are true for the last couple of years, like they're not true. And like, what do you mean? Like about career goals or just like anything? Like I'm a fraud. I don't oh, know yeah, what I'm yeah. doing. Um, I really normal feeling. Sure. But like, I need to be smarter. I need to be prettier. Maybe I don't, I don't have what the, these other entrepreneurs have. So I have to work twice as hard. Um, you know, I, there's like a lot of like childhood trauma that kind of comes up too with it. So I won't go into it yeah. very deeply, but there were, you know, there were a lot of things kind of in my childhood that I also like needed to work through in terms of like how I looked at myself. Like for example, um, I'm, really 
it really takes a lot for me to learn and understand something. I've always kind of struggled in school. Um, However, I'm really good at performance. So like, for example, like this might sound weird, couldn't do homework for the life of me, couldn't read and study for the life of me, but I was great at like testing or performance or like ability, like in some sort of aspect. And so I was a terrible student. And like, I had a really hard time, like really understanding and letting concepts like sink in. But if you asked me to go up there and like put on a show, like I could do it. So that was always something that was really, really hard for me. And that played in huge to like the fraud mindset, right? Of like, I'm not really not capable of anything. And so all these mindsets, all this deep darkness, um, I mean, even like, again, like I, there was a lot of stuff that I walked through, like childhood trauma again, once everything you know, once the ocean calms and you see like what's beneath the surface, it's like, it was a mess. Mm -hmm. And your drive and your hustle had been, you could kind of just like ride that for a while and not actually deal with all the underlying currents. Sure. Sure. I I think it just like 2020 was a breaking point for a lot of people where it's like, you finally have to like deal with all that all of it, you know, yeah. did you get in there and you got in therapy or with a therapist? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got in therapy. I hired a business coach slash like life coach and she changed my life because that was that for anyone, the mindsets that come with being an entrepreneur, like what we were talking about, like, um, I'm not smart enough. I don't have enough. I not experienced enough. Those mindsets are real things. And she kind of helped me break through them. Mm. And when she actually did that, it was actually funny. My revenue doubled which was insane. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of one of these, and as a leader too, right? Like this is also cool. Like when you start really getting into it, like we have employees and like when I set a glass ceiling for myself or I have a certain mindset for my business, I lead in that way. I lead the team and the company in that way. If I break that and I shift and I, you know, the sky's the limit, the universe is abundant. I can have everything that we want. I lead in that kind of abundance mindset versus this like scarcity, like we're not going to become anything. So that was really cool. And all that came to fruition this year because I had worked so heavily on 2020 in the beginning of 2021 that I stepped back into Echis Marketing as just a whole new leader. Um, Good yeah. for you. <laughs> It was a lot of work, girl. Like it was a lot of long, like my poor boyfriend is like, I held me and coddled me like through the whole thing. And like my, my, I have such good support with my family and my friends that they knew walking into all of this, like, you know, they didn't know walking into all this, how you know hard it would be, but they've been with me since, you know, every step of the way. So I have to, I have to, it took a, full community to just help me get through all this and to get through all the work. And I'm still doing all the work. Well, good for you though, for knowing that you needed help asking for it and then finding the resources and leaning on people because a lot of people think that it's like weakness to show that you have things you have to deal with, that you Mm -hmm. have anxiety, that you have depression, that whatever it is that someone might be struggling with people I feel like, and I think I, I agree with you. I feel like since 2020, especially mental health has become a huge deal because so many people are coming to light with the fact they struggle with it. Like I struggle with anxiety and depression too. I just got on antidepressant yeah. this year because I was like, I'm so tired of like feeling so sad, you know, yeah. like the, it bottoms out and I go to therapy as well. Yeah. It's like, we all are struggling with our childhood traumas yeah. with 
imposter syndrome with, mm-hmm. especially if you're creative and you're trying to run your own business and starting out. I mean, I feel that same way. Half the, I've just now am coming to the point where I feel like I am qualified to be doing something, but sure. I've been like doing it now for years, but I'm like, I'm, I'm not, why are people like talking to me on this podcast? Like, I don't, who am I? You know, like how, like what, like I'm not a total, I feel that way. I'm a total fraud. Like what's going, like who am I? You know, I feel like it is such a normal feeling to feel that way. But when you actually share it out loud and you get help, you realize that all of us are struggling with it and you're yeah. weak to need help. You're actually really strong sure. to take the time to put it out there and then get help. Cause that is doing the work is exhausting. It is exhausting. Yeah. yeah. And it takes so much energy. So you have to be committed, which is it's kudos to you because I mean, working on yourself, it is not easy. It takes a, and it's, it's tiring. Yeah. You have to go through all of the rubbish of your life that you've been trying to avoid, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you have to look at it and deal with it. I, yeah, I mean, preach girl. It is, it is, it is not for the faint of heart. And I would say like it, I mean, the out, the thing about it that coming out of it though, is I've seen, you know, like I talked about, like I had this fear of success. I really, really wanted to be successful. I really, really wanted to create my own life for myself. And you know, the last, let's say two and a half years or three years before, you know, the diagnosis and everything, I was just struggling and you know, so gritty in my businesses and trying so hard to get there that it was like, when I worked on myself, the the flourishing actually started to happen. You know, when I actually started to like sit with myself and love myself and work on and do all this heavy, hard work, it became more of a success and more opportunities came my way. And I think too, like, there's also this thing that like I say in business, it's like, you know, people don't necessarily want to work with you because you're X, Y, and Z. People want to work with you because they enjoy you or they like your energy or they have, they, they see something in you, like in you just being yourself. And that's the biggest thing I think about our agency and our ethos is like, we don't operate like another agency because we have such strong relationships with our clients. And usually our clients come to us because they genuinely want to work with our energy and they want, they know they're going to get a a supportive, optimistic partner that shows up every day and is a pleasure to work with versus, you know, kind of being thrown around or to all these different agencies or whatever. So there's something about you being in your own like in your own like lane of being happy or being working on yourself or working on your own fulfillment, doing you like there's a confidence and a light that comes with that. And people are attracted to that. Do you feel like you have found a freedom within yourself now that you didn't have before? Sure. I would say definitely a freedom. I think like the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway that I've learned through all this is just the awareness of what is my ego and fear and what is the truth and Mm. how I can shift between both of those thought patterns or mindsets. What is the ego and what is the truth? That is so true. So I went to therapy back in the day. Uh, I've gone to a lot of therapy, but like before, (laughs) before my husband and I got married, we went to like couples therapy and I went individually too, but this Mm -hmm woman, her name was Susie at the estuary. She's great for anyone in Nashville, but she (laughs) had us have these three chairs and one chair was like childhood trauma. Ooh. The middle chair was your middle chair manipulator. 
And then mm-hmm. the third chair was the truth. And so, because wow. like you go to premarital counseling or whatever. And so it's like, yeah. we were just like talking through things and we'd have to, and then I did this individually for myself too. It's like, I, whatever I thought was a huge deal or something that was really stressing me out or I was upset about, I had to go sit in the chair that it was coming from. And most of the time you're sitting in your middle chair manipulator or in your childhood trauma chair because you are trying, and then your middle chair manipulator chair is trying to do everything it can to not feel that pain from your childhood or whatever, Mm. you know? And so you're just trying to like cover it up and create scenarios and not deal with that. But then if you go sit in your truth, you actually realize that you're just spinning all these wheels and you're trying to like make all, all this, you're just trying to cover up the pain of not yeah. dealing with it. Yeah. So I, wow. I love what you're saying because like to really learn how to identify what is the truth, what is the ego, what, like, what am I, what is really happening and separating that it's, it's really hard to do, but it's, that's life changing. I love that. I love that visualization of the chairs too. Cause I feel like that's nice. super. You actually have to go in, and you'd be in the middle of it. And she'd be like, Oh, nope. You got to move to the right chair. And so I thought <laughs> I was in my truth, but then I have to go sit in my middle chair manipulator. Cause I'm like totally spitting up a shit storm over here. Yeah. And I, it's, it's not real. Wow. That is, I love that. And I mean, isn't, isn't that the truth though? Like, isn't that like how, you know, we, we go on, you know, in our life. And like, it's like you said, like it's, it's the manipulator that's just trying to protect us from feeling that. And that's what I, I guess, attribute the ego to be right. Maybe it was not this evil thing. It's just like, I'm trying to protect you. Like, I don't like any of this stuff. It scares the shit out of me. Like I'm trying to protect you. But in reality, it's like, well, wait a minute, hold on. I don't need that much protection. I'm super, super grateful for it, but I'm, we're fine. Let's continue to walk forward. And I, I, I love that because I think the more, I think too, that just gives you so much more power within yourself, right? Or like freedom within yourself that you're talking about. It's like that opens you up to be able to walk through hard times or walk through challenging times and be able to really support yourself and be there for yourself by being aware of what's going on or how you're interacting with the situation. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. And I feel like you truly can't be free if you are walking around living in shame, walking around living, carrying guilt, walking around feeling like you're a fraud or imposter and trying to hide it. Like I've done all those things too. And it's like, I feel like you can't really ever be free when you feel like you're carrying around all these dark secrets, you know? And it's like, oh my gosh, all this, if someone, I used to feel this way before I met my husband and got married, I was like, if someone actually got to know who I really was, they would just be disgusted. Like, I'm just like a terrible person. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. Like, I'm not pretty enough. Like, I'm a a total fraud, all that. Like, I was like, so I was trying to like fake it, put on a show. But really, that was a lie because I was just Mm -hmm. a work in progress, figuring it out, like coming into myself. But we're so hard on ourselves, you know? Yes, totally. Absolutely. So I just feel like it is so awesome to talk about getting help, getting therapy, working on your mental self, not feeling shame for whatever happened to you in anyone's childhood, because we've mm-hmm. all had, had, I mean, some people definitely worse than others, but we all have childhood scars that we're carrying around that we just have to talk through and understand yeah. and how that shaped us, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other thing too. It's like, we all, you know, when you're in your own head, you kind of like silo yourself. You kind of think like, this is just happening to me or and I'm everyone just like else this. Has totally got it together. Yep. And it's so not true. No. <laughs> That's amazing. Whitney, congratulations. Way to be like, a, you're a total oh. boss because you're not just a boss of companies, but you are like a boss in the fact that you are putting yourself first too, oh. which is huge. Well, thank you. I like, I like, you know, obviously like you've been walking through to yourself, you know, it takes, takes some time. You got to figure it out. And, um, the businesses things, you know, that's just something I, I thoroughly enjoy. Like I just, I have a love for it. I have a love for, not necessarily like working, but I enjoy working with other people. I enjoy working on other brands. I love the idea. I love being creative in my own ideation, but, um, you know, I, yeah, it took me, it took me up until 2020 until, like I said, the ocean kind of still to really be like, there's, there's some, there's some work to be done here. And there's some, there's some things that need to be changed in order for us to move forward. So what has changed about your life? Oh, so much. Um, you know, I, 
I started really realizing, you know, how to make myself happy and working on my own contentment. Um, and that came through learning how to love myself that came through realizing that, you know, I need to, there was this really interesting shift and I'm kind of going through it still, but shifting from me being in debt to my business, to my businesses working for me. Um, that was a really interesting shift, especially as an entrepreneur and someone too, that like bootstrap the agency. Like when you're, when you're gritty and you're, you know, you don't have any funding and you're going at this again, like young and naive, like if this was, I was in debt to this, like I had to make this thing work. So it was actually funny because I, I did a, um, I don't know if you've ever been to an energy healer, but I went to an energy healer and she was like, you have some business trauma. She's like, you have some stuff you got to like heal. And I'm like, no, that's kind of like, what? Like, I don't have that. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, I want you to like sit down and like write a letter to like your business as if it's like your boyfriend or like, as if like, you're going to like kind of tell them everything that you need to tell them like real raw, honest. And I'm not kidding. I wrote like 10 pages and it was like just this cathartic, like letting go of like, you know, um, like any, like, you know, for example, there was like kind of this theme that I would work so hard to make something go through. And sometimes it just like wouldn't go through, whether it was like a deal or like a revenue goal or like sales or anything like that. And, um, it was kind of like this built up like resentment of like, I work so hard and there's not usually always this great return. And so I had like this insane experience of like letting it all out on paper and like writing out to my business as if it were a person like these, this is what, you know, this is the resentment I hold for you. This is what I want to let go. This is what I want to forgive you for. I want you to forgive me for X, Y, and Z, the mistakes I've made, all these things. And it was wow. So you like told your business what you're resentful for. Like, wow. oh, oh my God, that's brilliant. Isn't it? And she told, and I'm like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, how do you I do this? And then that you should talk to your business. Who would ever even know how to do that? Right. But it was, you know, there are things like we do hold the, we do hold feelings for what we're doing. Right. And again, too, that was the other thing that I, that's changed within me this year is like, I've been very, I have a lot of faith in my business. I have a lot of faith in my path and what I'm going through in life. And so now one of the things that I do, that's very different is I don't, I don't, I, if something's not working, if something is too being too forced in business, in my life, I shift. It's not. Oh yes. I love that. So my word for this year is alignment. Oh. And I feel that so much because I have spent a lot of my life, well, earlier life, not really yeah. in the past few years because I've finally beat my head against the wall so many times I'm trying <laughs> to figure it out. But like I used to just push, push, push even oh. when I was hitting resistance because I'm like, no, this has to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. And I would try to push something through and sometimes I would push it through and it just like would not pan out. And I was mm -hmm. like, damn, you know, like I wanted that so bad. And like, I gave so much energy to this. And, but the sure. whole time resistance was coming at me, but I wasn't paying attention to it because I wanted sure. it to happen more than I understood that maybe that wasn't actually meant for me because I really believe in energy and like that, mm -hmm. like we have a flow that we're supposed to like get into. And if you can lock into that flow, then mm -hmm. I do believe like opportunity, the right opportunities will come to you. And like, you know, 
things can be hard work, but it will be like so rewarding because like you're yeah. in the right flow because you're not going against resistance. So I love that. In- that. Yeah, that and like even like down to like the people, right? Like, because our business is such a people relationship based business, but it's like if if someone if it's not if you're not connecting with them or they're not connecting with you, like it's there's something there that you need to analyze or you need to let it go, right? And like you need to let go of whatever you're trying to hold on so tightly to because if you keep holding on to something and it's not meant for you, like you're never gonna open yourself up to something that's maybe on the way or coming toward you. And so for me, that was also something too, where I had to realize and like in my business, be very clear and be like, okay, if this doesn't work, I'm shifting, I'm moving. I'm not going to, like you said, beat my head against the wall and try to make this work. If this isn't, if we're not reaching the goals, if we're not getting the clients we want, it's not for us right now. We need to turn our, we need to open up to something else that's coming. And it sounds like so woo woo when we talk about it in business, right? Like it sounds like so like faith-based and like you're kind of like opening yourself up to like the universe and things like that. But like in reality, like it actually makes total realistic sense in business. If something is not working and you're beating your head against the wall, you're trying to get it. Why would you continue forward? It's already, like you said, there's resistance, there's pushback. It's probably not going to be a super healthy experience for you or for your team or for the client. So why not? let it go, surrender it and move on to something that's going to flow and click and move into it. And when we talk about clients, like this year was something where I had raised our prices. I had opened myself up to advertising my own marketing agency and myself, which I hadn't really done before. And I just started calling in like these clients I wanted to work with. And I started saying no to all of these clients that weren't necessarily a great fit, but I was worried about like money. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was another huge shift. It was like, I started saying no to clients that maybe weren't an energetic match or a good fit for our agency. And ultimately it opened me up to a whole new clientele that was in perfect alignment for us. Because every time you say yes to something that's not a perfect fit, you are saying no to what could be the perfect fit that just hasn't arrived yet. Thousand percent. And that too, I mean, that's also too, like, that's a leap, right? Like, And it's faith. You have to have faith. Yeah. When you're sitting here in your business and like, trust me, it is not easy. Like, you know, there's a client on here and like, for example, like we had, we had this one client and like, she probably would have been like our highest retainer. And there was just something where I was like, this is the way that me and her interacted, what she was wanting us to do. It just wasn't a fit. And I was like, I have to say no. And like, was that so turning, hard? yeah, and it was a lot of money and turning that away. I was like, I just feel like I know where this is going to go. And like, I appreciate you so much. And like, let me know if anything changes, but like, this is just not where we're, this is not where we're headed right now in our business. And that, that right there, like that is faith because you're turning down money. You're leaving money on the table that potentially could be yours. And you're saying it's not right. It's not a fuck. Yes. I have to move into no, like it's, it is so yes. hard. And also though, but you're telling the universe, I mean, and I'm all woo woo too. You're yeah. telling, you're sending such a message to the universe of faith and belief and alignment when you do that, that it, you will be rewarded. Yeah. You will be met with a great fit because you are committing. You're in agreement with your energy. You're saying like, yeah. listen, energy field, I am working with you. And it's like, why wouldn't we? trust yeah. the energy field. We believe like 
people believe in God. People go like mm-hmm. do go to church or do whatever they do to like connect mm-hmm. in their like life in this moment with God. But then like, why would you not apply that in your business? Like, why would you not feel That's God and the energy field in your business? Like, sure. it, you know, it's like, it's all happening all the time. It's all working together. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those like age old time or time old. I don't know what I'm trying to we say. We want to be in control. Yeah. It's just like, it's easier said than done. It's fear. It's, it's scary, especially too. like when you have employees and you know, you're putting food on their table and you are trying to hit a revenue goal and you're trying to do X, Y, and Z. And like, you know, you're like, I can do it. I can take on this challenge, even if it's not a great fit. And it's like, well, wait a minute it's, it's only going to hurt you in the end. And it, it is a scary feeling and it takes a lot of, you know, it takes a lot of courage to, to walk in that kind of faith. Right. Do you listen to your gut? Like, how do you know when it's like, how do you know when you're hitting resistance? What does it feel like? Yeah. Um, I do. I'm very, very intuition. You know, I, I try to listen to my gut as much as possible. I try not to also to let myself get in my own way. Um, but when I know, like, for example, when I don't know if I'd say like, when I know, I just know, like I, I have a gut feeling about certain clients. And I think that's just maybe like when, cause I just know the clients that I've worked with the last couple of years are, which are like a hard no, um, which are a hard yes. But when it comes to like decision-making, there's something about the ease of the decision. There's something about the ease of the way it happens And like you said, like feeling into, is this, is this like in alignment? Like, does this feel like a smooth path or does this feel like some really heavy resistance? Like, for example, we had, it was such a dumb email, but we pitched, uh, get super to a retailer and the immediate email we got back was, this is a very heavy, this, or what did they say? This is a, this is a process that is not for the faint of heart. X, Y, and Z. We don't know if you're going to be a good fit. And we just like, we're, we're asking you to prove it to us. And I was like, okay, honestly, like my product stands on its own. You guys have the brand deck love for you to try it. Let me know if this works out. But if there's an immediate, like pushback, yes, it's uh, that for me is when my gut's like, okay, this could be a challenge or this could be something where I'm actually going to say no to it because why, why am I, why would I, put all you, like you said, all my time and energy into something, put like all my attention on it when it might not even be the best fit in the long run for me already. Anyway. Yeah. Right. I love, I love that though. Just kind of like pay attention to it. Like where you start, where you already feel kind of like, uh, it just kind of makes you feel icky. Yeah. Like you just kind of get that like, uh, like I don't really want to prove it to you yeah. because like, I don't really, I want to prove it to you in the fact that I have a great product. Here you go. You can try it. Like I have all this stuff that I'm going to show you, but like if you don't, get it or if you're not feeling it then like I don't necessarily want to spend all of my time trying to convince you. Yeah. And like you said, like my time could be better spent elsewhere for things that are like an absolute yes. Like we had, you know, we've had retailers that are literally just reaching out to get super and I'm like, I want to work with them. Like yeah. they get it. They're excited. They are on board. I, you know, and I think too that's that's something that I feel like as women in business, there's a lot of us breaking a glass ceiling, us going up already against so much resistance, you know, being a woman in the workplace. And 
I think we're so used to trying to earn our keep that it comes really, really natural for us to naturally take on things that feel challenging or resist, you know, resistance. And I would say there's nothing wrong with taking on a challenge, but make sure it's a challenge that is going to be the best fit for you in the long run. So how has it been with Get Super? How has your experience been having this company? It has, you know, Get Super has just been like filled with like joy. Like that's the only way. Yeah, that's the only way I can relate to it. Um, It's actually funny because we're, you know, as I'm working with my therapist and like my life coach and business coach, like they both were like, you just light up. Like when you talk about this company and like, you have so much joy and you have so much fun and, and not to say that my agency, I don't have the same thing for, but the agency has been really like a labor of love and get super has just been this thing where we just have fun. Like we like our social media is all over the place. Like we have, like, we're not afraid to push boundaries. It actually reminds me a lot of like, we're actually looking at a lot of the same like brand pillars and personality as Red Bull and like just really making a statement and having fun along the way. Because I mean, we're hemp infused coffee, like we're polarizing, like we're not like, we're, we're not, you know, the most like down home, comforted, safe product. Like we're pushing the boundaries and like, no one's doing it. And we're like putting it on a bright red and yellow box with like cowboy emojis and just like kind of not giving a fuck what we do. Like we're just kind of out there. And so that has freedom. That has a lot of creative freedom for me in it. And it's kind of interesting because we've grown and the product has been accepted so well just since we basically launched the product in October of 2021 and it's done so well so far. And I think it's honestly just because people can feel like how much fun we're having and translate. (laughs) Yeah, it totally does. And so it's, it's hard because naturally my brain wants to go into like this masculine energy of like trying to control a product and trying to make it the most successful. And I'm like, honestly, like, if I just let this thing be fun and I continue to do what feels fun and let people enjoy it, I swear we're going to be more successful that way than it would be if I were trying to control every little step and make it squeeze every little bit of success out of this company that I could. It's, it's, you know, more or less, I'm having not as many expectations for get super than I did for Echo's marketing because I'm seeing right now a whole new light of just letting this, be fun and having play and letting our employees play and just really enjoy it. And consumers are taking to it. So like, we'll keep going. (laughs) It's like the first child versus the second child. Like your first child, you're like, you do everything perfect. Like you follow all the rules. You read 17,000 parenting books and like, like keep your child in a bubble. And then the second one comes along, you're like, Oh, you're fine. It's great. You're fine. Just have fun. Just have fun. Enjoy life. (laughs) That's honestly such a good comparison to what these two companies are. It is, it is so true. And it's been, like I said, it's been really very different, obviously having a product-based business versus a service-based agency. It's very different. Um, but I just get to play honestly. Like I tell everyone, I'm like, it's, you know, I, I went into my own marketing agency to really market and have my own business for myself, but I ended up serving a lot of other bosses. And so now that I'm in get super, there's this whole new light of me doing my marketing, my creative, my own way. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I make a mess of things, but I'm, I have so much 
creativity and freedom in it. And if it doesn't work out, whatever, doesn't work out. If it works out great and people enjoy it, also great. So there's really not so many expectations on Get Super. And I think too, it's like you said, people feel that. Like people feel that we're just having fun and we wanna make everyone's day feel a little bit happier and full of light. And so that's our ethos with the company and that's the ethos for all the future products that we'll be making. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. So after you've been in all these businesses, you've gone through so much in your life, like mentally, and like you've had so many huge endeavors that you've just like walked through. What would you tell someone who is trying to get started as an entrepreneur or influencer? Like, what would you tell someone who is trying to get started in this world? Like, what are some of the key things Mm. that you need to have in your tool, your tool belt, if you're gonna try to be an entrepreneur, be an influencer, launch a brand? Mm-hmm. I would say number, I mean, listen, I'm all for like, go get started, start right away. Like you're never going to feel like you're never going to have it perfect. You're never going to have your, your website perfect. You're never going to have the product perfect or, you know, your brand or your photos perfect. Definitely start. But I think one of the things that I want to tell you is like, make your calculated, make it a calculated risk, right? Like make it something where you are going into this knowing that you're going enough all in, it feels aligned, it feels great, but you're also very aware of like what you're going into. Um, I would say that, and that's only because looking at all my experience, like, yes, it worked out. I dove in super young, but I struggled for, you know, a lot of years. I had to work to figure out what works best for me. Um, so I would say, do your research, definitely go for it. 
go for it before you're ready, but do your research and know what your calculated risk is. Also too, build yourself up a tribe of mentors, advisors, Ooh, that's people good. surround yourself with people that know more you know, than you. Yeah. You ever heard the term, like if you're, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. That I think for me has been something that has been my greatest learning lesson. And before, like I used to feel so insecure walking into those rooms and I knew, used to never want to be in that place because I always felt so dumb. And then I started realizing like, why this is the best place to be. This is the best learning place, like to be surrounded by people that, you know, have done X, Y, and Z or that are known for, you know, being entrepreneurs or business or influencers or anything like that. Be in that room. And pick your brain and learn. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, I mean, that definitely both of those things. Whitney, that's amazing. I just can't believe you got started <laughs> so young and you've just like, you just ironed it out. Like you've just stuck with it. You've kept marching forward. You've evolved. You've taken inventory of yourself and your business and made changes where you felt like you needed to. And like, I just feel like that is so inspiring because it is such a, like you said, a labor of love to run a business, to birth something out of your mind and make it into a, an actual running operating business. Like it just takes sure. so much energy and time. A lot of people can't do it. And you've yeah. been doing it since you were fresh out of college. I'm so inspired. I'm like almost 40 and I'm like still <laughs> trying to figure out how to like run my business. I'm like, I don't even know. You know what? I mean, but that's the other thing too. Like I, there's still days where I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what? <laughs> All the time. Like it, but that's it. That's, that's the whole point. And like, if you can't have fun, like you said, ironing it out, like, you know, entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. It's definitely a game and it's definitely a dance. And it's definitely something where, you know, if you, you got to find your own joy and your own happiness in it. And like you said, your own alignment. Um, because it is, it's, it's hard and it's gritty and you wake up and you walk through these mindsets and it's a challenge, but ultimately too, it, it also can be the best, most flourishing provider for your life. And once again, like that's the shift I had to learn in 2021 is like, you know, these companies are meant to provide for me. They are meant to serve my purpose and to give me a platform so that I can share my gifts, my talents, myself with the world. And if they're not, then what am I doing this for? If they're not serving me, then what, and they're not serving my team or they're not serving our consumer, what are they for? Why, why are we doing this? And so that, that too is something that, you know, is a big learning lesson when you're an entrepreneur is making sure you are super understanding of, I will give to this baby. I will take care of it. But at the end of the day, this thing is going to serve my life and it's going to give me a platform. Therefore I can serve others and I can do live out my purpose. That is a really great distinction. <laughs> and Taking a, a lot of therapy. <laughs> Well, I, I totally hear you though, because sometimes you do, you feel like you, uh, you owe everything to this career because you have to have it. Cause it's like, you mm -hmm. got to keep it going and you know, sure. you don't, but I, I love writing the letter to it. Like, I feel like everyone should do that. Do it. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. I feel like I need to sit down and just write a letter to my, cause like I'm at a place yeah. in my podcast where I'm like, I love my podcast so much, but I'm like, where do you want to go podcast? Like, what do yeah. we want to do? You know, it's yeah. like, so it's yeah. like, I need to just like communicate with it. 
do Try it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a, it's very uh, abstract, right? It's like a very abstract, like kind of workshop to do, but it, it also too, it shows you a lot about how you really truly feel about it. Like, I think that's the other thing too. Like I did, I was like looking at Agus marketing. I'm like, no, I love Agus marketing. Like, why would I? And then I'm like, oh no, I'm kind of pissed at Agus marketing. <laughs> like I'm kind of got some, I got some stuff I got to work out. And, um, it, it kind of shows, it opens you up to realizing like how you feel. And it, it, like you said, it can even lead you to where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? What do we want this relationship and, you know, our next journey to look like? That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I just love that you're so in tune to it all and not just like dialing it in and just being like, well, this is the way it is. We're just going to trudge through. Like, I think yeah. that's just so great just to be in moving meditation with it all. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I find, like you said, if you, you got to find joy in that. And I, I've tried dialing it all in. I've tried controlling it. I've tried sitting in the manipulator seat. Um, it, it doesn't work like that for me. So how do you have self-care when you, like you said, you finally learned to like oh. take care of yourself and love yourself. Like, what do you do when you know that you need to like refuel? What do you do? Um, I step away from everything. I'm huge on like, for example, like mental health days. Um, like there'll be days where like, I'll just wake up and like, I know we have our team meeting and I know we have calls and I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to be in my best light. I'm not going to lead you guys in my best light. I need to step back and take care of myself right now. Um, that and vacations, anyone that tells you not to take vacations, they are so wrong. And giving yourself, when I say vacations, like I'm not talking like, you know, going out and like partying or whatever, but like going and spending time, like in a serene area and giving yourself a break and sitting with yourself. And, you know, like, for example, I love to go to like Palm Springs alone and me and my boyfriend kind of joke about it, but I love being alone and sometimes just spending one day without my phone or without any, you know, my dogs or my boyfriend or anything like that. And just being in my own like energy and it helps me to decompress. And maybe that's because I'm an only child, or maybe that's because I'm just, you know, an extrovert introvert, but I need time to decompress. And if I don't, then I'm not able to show up best for you. I'm not able to show up best for my team. And it's super apparent and they can feel it. And they know if, you know, they don't want to work with a boss that's like all over the freaking place and is a wreck and has anxiety. They want to work with the girl that's like, we got this. Like, we're good. Like throw whatever you got at us. Like they want that as their leader. And also too, my clients want that as their marketing partner. They want me to show up in my best light. So if they can't understand me taking a vacation, if they can't understand my team taking time off, then they're not going to be our client. Yeah. It just, it doesn't work. I love that. I love that. Whitney, you're so inspiring. This has been so awesome. Thank you for sharing your story and your heart and walking through your journey with me. I always leave with one question, which is leave your light and it's just open-ended. What do you want people to know? I want people to know that no matter what you do, it's going to be okay. Because I think that was like my biggest thing in 2020 is like, like what you were saying, like, I, I know whatever I do. I'm going to be supported. I'm going to be okay. And I think that's a message that I want to share to everyone. 
whether or not you start a business, whether or not your business fails or let's not say fails, you shut it down, you get rid of it. You don't work in that area anymore, or you start a new job or you don't start a new job or you're looking for a job or whatever you want. I want everyone to know that you're going to be okay. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me. Tell me where everyone can find you. Like what are all your handles, socials, all that? Yeah, of course. Okay. So you can follow my crazy personal journey just at Whitney Eckes. Um, you can follow along on our agency at Eckes Marketing. And that's and then E-C-K-I-S. Yep. Perfect. And then you can follow our newest baby, Get Super at Get and then S-U-P-R. There's no E in super. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me on. This was so awesome. This was, was such a great conversation. I loved it too. I loved it <laughs> so much. Thank you. And I just appreciate your heart and your vulnerability and sharing your story. Cause I feel like a lot of people need to hear that. And I love that you've just taken so much time to work on mental health because I think we all need to mm. do that. And it's a, it's a game changer for life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you again. Well, have a great day and a great 2022. And I can't wait to follow along with all of your endeavors, especially get super because I mean, I love hemp and I love coffee. So I need to get me and I need to get involved with this. We need to get you some, some boxes, girl. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, have an awesome day. Thank you so much, Whitney. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.